Let's do it now. Turn up the volume nice and loud. Because we, we are controlling transmission with dance beats and R&B. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl with your host, Dawn Marie. Hey there, it's Don Marie, and welcome to another episode of Little Drummer Girl. Today's guest is Lenny Cortez, or famously known as Logan the Cowboy. Lenny is a full-time male exotic dancer, and he's also a very talented guitarist. He currently dances in the Florida Thunder Exotic Male Review Show, which is here in, at the Whiskey North, right here in Tampa. He has a bachelor's degree in health science and a minor in exercise physiology, and was a per- previously a personal trainer. His passions include performing on stage, motorcycles, jet skiing, snowboarding, weight training, and self-improvement. Let's welcome Lenny to the show. Hey, Lenny, how's it going today? Good. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule. I know you have a lot on your plate, so I really appreciate you carving some time out to be here this evening. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Uh, tell me something. Since we have a little bit of time together, is it okay if we jump right in and rock out? Yeah, let's do it. I must admit, when I was a little bit skeptical about going to see your show for my friend's birthday party. But as I mentioned, I used to promote Chippendale's nightclub, which was the original male review show and back in the late 80s. And it was so weird because I hadn't been to one since that time. So um, it was really interesting, though, because I was watching you guys perform, but I was watching the crowd. And it was so fun to see the women light up. I mean, they lit up like Christmas trees. And it was just really uh, interesting to watch that. So you must feel like really fulfilled knowing that you're like making these women, these women so excited and alive and it must be interesting to see every night. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I really like, um, I like the pressure, you know, I think the guys that I work with, you know, the bigger the crowd, the better we perform, the more, the more pressure, it gets more, you know, energetic and we're just, we're just into it and we wouldn't be doing it if we didn't love it. So tell me, how did you get into the industry? Well, there was a couple of little baby steps I had back home from Michigan, and I was preparing for my first, just a natural bodybuilding show. And in Michigan, uh, the drinking age in Canada is 19, so everyone goes over the border to Canada and goes to the bars. So I'd go there with my friends, you know, regularly, even though I don't drink, I like to just go over there because it's like where everyone goes before they're 21. And um, they they had a hot body contest. Uh, one weekend at uh, this club, a guy's hot body contest, like just, you know, man, hot man contest. And, and I was getting ready for the Mr. Michigan. So to get the nerve up to do it, I'm like, to do the Mr. Michigan, I thought, well, I might as well do this. You know, I, if I can't take my shirt off on stage, how am I going to go out on stage in a little bikini for the for the bodybuilding contest? And uh, I, ended up, I ended up winning that contest in Canada. I didn't even think I was the best looking or the biggest most muscular guy. I don't know. I recognized that the other guys were kind of not being charismatic, not being fun and playful. And so that was my angle. And the girls responded to it. I won. And then I went back and I won the overall contest at, at that club and, you know, made a couple hundred dollars and it was a good self-esteem boost. And then I did the Mr. Michigan and I won that. And that was a good self-esteem boost. And then when I moved down here, I was shopping my resume around for a health-related job. And I was doing a, a lot of people in Florida do telemarketing. I did that for a short time. I was on break. Woman that I worked with suggested that I uh, try stripping, you know, because I was still, you know, maintaining my physique and stuff. 
So I looked into it. I called a bunch of the strip clubs thinking there was just one that happened to have guys dancing for girls. It doesn't work that way. What happens is the, the guys go to a regular nightclub and they put on a two-hour show. So there was a show that was happening regularly at one club every week. And um, I went and checked it out, just went by myself and just kind of hid in the back. Like, I hope no one sees me here. You know, I just wanted to see what what it's about. And and girls just came up to me and um, said, oh, you know, are you interested in the show? We can introduce you to the guys afterwards. And, and it was kind of like a big sigh of relief that they, you know, just spotted me and brought me over. So I went and talked to the guys, said, hey, you know, I've, I could try this. I think I could learn it. And um, they said, okay, come to rehearsals. So I started going to rehearsals, learning some steps, and they said, well, we'll see if you can learn these steps, learn these routines. We had to do like a thriller routine and like a, a group cowboy routine, and there was about, I don't know, half a dozen routines I had to learn. And then they started me off at a little show. So not long after that, I had my first show at a little tiny sports bar, and I was terrified, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Can I touch base on that point right there? I just want our listeners to know that, yes, even if you're afraid, you should do it anyway and just act as if because that will push you. And because if you don't do it, you'll never know, and then you'll just always beat yourself up. Yeah, yeah, take a chance. You know, no guts, no glory. That was my motto at 22. <laughs> so how long have you been dancing now? Oh, a while. Um, a good 10-plus years. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Yeah, I've been paying the bills, uh, just doing that, and kind of different faces of the dancing. You know, I also do bachelorette parties, private parties, where you go, and it's just me with my stereo, and I'm dressed as a cop, and I do the, well, we're getting a noise complaint, and then there's, you know, <laughs> a dozen girls in the house, and they're all like, <laughs> That's just so great. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's a lot of psychology. It's not just like, oh, just flex your muscles and smile, and you're good. I mean, there's a lot of interaction with the audience. So you really got to really got to be, um, you know, be able to read people and read the situation and be a lot of fun, like, and just, you know, generate that. I saw that. And I was very intrigued because um, you all had like this really great rhythm going. And did you guys study dance professionally at all? Did you take classes? Uh, I, I never did. I've just had, you know, group dance rehearsals with various groups, learned a lot of these routines and skits and kind of you start to learn the, the format of how the skit progresses from it usually starts off as a group of guys on stage and they dance and do like a, a theme and then the guys leave and one guy stays on the stage and then it, he takes it he's like in charge of the stage and you do your personal solo strip wow. so i just how i'm sorry go ahead oh no no, no i'm good no no i'd love you to finish that oh um just just learning the, the steps and then um kind of watching the other dancers and see what they do and, and a little bit of coaching in the beginning i got a lot of help from a couple guys that would say, I'd come off the stage and they'd say, okay, remember when you did that? Yeah. And then they'd say, don't ever do that again. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> um, and your show is such a physical show. I mean, how often do you work out? Because all of you guys have obviously great bodies. Thank you. Um, I do about five, five workouts a week, four to five with the weights. And then I sometimes do one cardio. Depends on the, the schedule of shows. If I have a couple shows, it can take a lot out of you because you really, um, some of them clubs, it's just hot in there and you sweat and you get dehydrated. And so you got to replenish the next day. You might feel kind of drained, but um, basically just, you know, weights and a little bit of cardio. And then you kind of get conditioned to um, doing the shows. You know, we kind of, we're, we're tossing the girls, we lift them up, we 
you know, carry them. And just, I know. Uh, I was shocked that you guys can do all that because some of those girls are not tiny girls. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you, get, you get good at lifting them. And you, you learn how to lift correctly so you don't hurt yourself. And the I was just going to ask you that question. Have you ever hurt yourself on stage? Uh, I have, but it wasn't with a girl. It was just uh, I was dancing. And um, I had this comedy routine, and it was a Blues Brothers skit. So we, we, drop our, we drop our dress pants, and we have boxers on, and one, one guy's butt says Jake, and the other guy says Elwood. So <laughs> we were dancing around, and my dress shoe kind of came halfway off my foot, and I stepped on that foot with the dress shoe sideways, and it, it rolled the foot Ooh. and broke the foot. You broke so I broke my foot on stage, and I um, I finished the show, and I you know dance in the crowd. I danced the whole rest of the night, like just thinking, man, I really hurt it. I don't know what's wrong. By the time we were done that night, I just had to go straight home and ice it, and got an X-ray uh, the next day, and it was broken. Wow, talk about adrenaline, how that can keep you going, huh? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Have you ever had any embarrassing moments on stage while performing? Uh yeah, I've had um I've you know split the crotch of my pants. I think mm. I think we've all done that. It's like you go you go to a you know the rock star slide on your knees and um you know the dress pants you have are too tight and they just bust at the seams uh-huh. um one time i had some tearaway pants and uh they got wrapped around my leg and i could not get them off my leg so i'm like walking around dragging pants on one leg that was really good <laughs> that was all my in my first year you know so now we're pretty smooth but you kept going right even though you had the mistake and you just you know you keep performing you didn't like run off the stage and stop yeah, the, performing. yeah, the, thing is, yeah the, the good thing with performing is that as long as you smile it can really mess up the whole routine and as long as you don't get frustrated where people see that your mood changes they're fine with it they accept that you make mistakes and, and they forget you know 30 seconds later like another part of the song or the routine is happening and and it's over with so you just let go awesome um you have this really great um way of living as far as working out and is there any kind of diet tips that you can give the listeners that maybe are looking to tone up and you know any any quick little tips that you can offer them um yeah try to, i mean try to keep you know consistent meals don't go for huge gaps of time without eating. So, you know, I go to the meal, the, I go to the shows and I have meals with me usually uh, in a cooler or little containers I'm eating in the car. So don't let your, whatever's happening during the day mess you up where you didn't eat for the whole day or you, you're making bad choices. Just plan so that, you know, okay, I'm going to be out of the house for six hours or eight hours or whatever. I need to have X amount of meals and just do what it takes. Sometimes you got to get a chicken sandwich from Burger King and a protein shake from Walgreens and make it make it count but that's better than you know not eating or eating something some crap from the bar you know or whatever's available some fried food from somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah so what would you say was the most amount of performances that you've done in one week's time um i don't know five or six shows i've also done um you know i do the the private bachelorette parties i've had five parties in one day five in one day yeah basically like i'll stay in a local area so in in the spring, in the spring and the fall, there's a lot of bachelorette parties going on, and I can get, you know, I can have a party at three o'clock, and then one at five o'clock, and another at seven thirty, and a nine and eleven. And if they're all within an hour drive of each other, I can kind of make a route and go bing, 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 and kind of. <laughs> that that's I'm, but that is so strenuous. I would think that that just takes so much work. I mean, each show is uh, when you do private shows is about an hour and a half, an hour. It's about thirty minutes to an hour. Every every crowd is different. Every group is different. And sometimes I'm like changing my costumes, like in the car or in a subway. You know, you know not not an actual subway, but like a 
the restaurant subway, you know, like just a bathroom <laughs> somewhere. Um, I walk in the top and I walk out as a firefighter and everyone's like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of funny things where I'm in public and I'm dressed as, a, as some particular character, something funny. Like I had a gas station guy, uh, attendant come out to me and start telling me about someone that took something from the store. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I'm not a real police officer. I'm just a super <laughs> Just a stripper getting gas, you know. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Have you ever had any trouble with the women in the audience, like a stalker or do something crazy to you? I mean, I see they were manhandling you there, and I just wonder, like, you know, did they become obsessed? Have you ever had any issues with that? We've had girls, you know, not obsessed girls, but we've had fans that, you know, come to a lot of shows. Sometimes they, you know, they just get too drunk for their own safety, and we have to take them off the stage, like, because they're going to fall off of the stage and hurt themselves. Um, I've had girls where I worked on this new, this new vampire routine for, I don't know, several months and put a bunch of money into it and had all these new costumes and got the guys together to, to rehearse it. And I'm doing it at this club and it's like, this is the big unveiling of this new vampire routine on October for Halloween. And like right in the middle of it, this girl just climbs up on stage and like blasts through it like the Tasmanian devil. Cause she's just so drunk and excited and just like, it was like a bowling ball going through bowling pin. She just like broke up the whole thing. And wow. It's like, that's you know, crazy. it's like security, you know, someone, someone grabbed this girl. But no, that's, yeah, because see, when there's alcohol involved, I would think that there could be an issue. Yeah, some girls just, you know, they reached their tipping point, you know, too soon. But most of the time, you know, 90, 97% of the time, it's, it's, all, it's all good and fun, you know. That's terrific. All right, so let me ask you a couple of questions because I know that you're a musician and I thought that was really fabulous that you were a dancer and a musician. So is it okay if we talk about uh, a little bit about your music? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. How long have you been playing guitar? And when is um, I started uh, just after high school um, and I've been playing since, so, you know, quite a few years, longer than I've been dancing, so like 10, 10 15 years Um I've been in several bands, just local, like, original bands. Nice. Did you take lessons, or did you just pick it up on your own? Originally, I started with some books that came with a DVD, and they had, you know, music in them, and it explained, like, exercise one, ding, 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 and then you make the guitar sound like that, and slowly progressed from that to um, trying to learn songs that I wanted to play, and then at one point, I did take lessons for a while from a teacher um, that kind of taught, taught me how to structure lessons for myself and how to create exercises and how to you know like a way of the way of going about improving on guitar cool and do you remember the first song you learned how to play first song i learned how to play probably a metallica song probably like uh for whom the bell tolls i remember the first guitar solo i learned was nothing else matters solo oh nice song um, yeah because it's a you know it's a mellow song but then it's got the build up to the solo so uh, some solos aren't as hard as they sound you know but you know, everything is hard. <laughs> so yes, that was it is. I mean, I, I, I'm a drummer, but I tried playing bass and even uh, acoustic guitar a long time ago. And it's just, you know, getting that wrist and the fingers around those, it was just like so tough for me. And I, I have kind of short fingers. Of, I, I just was like, okay, even with the bass, I was like, okay, I'll just play a frontless bass and have fun with it. But it's so heavy. I'll like, forget it. I can't do this. I saw that you actually have a YouTube channel that you teach lessons on, which I was thinking they were awesome. They looked really, really great. And how long have you been doing that? Thanks. Um, I have a, a buddy that I do that with. Um, and we've been doing a YouTube channel for 
less than a year, um, maybe like maybe eight months. And um, we have this um, project that we're trying to assemble to do live performances of about 40 songs that are hard rock and metal hits from like the 90s to today. So Disturbed, Metallica, Pantera, um, you know, Godsmack, all the way to like today is like Kill Switch and Avenged Sevenfold, Bullet for My Valentine. So we did, we learned all the songs, which was a huge undertaking to learn them precisely and, and dissect them. And then once we had them down, we had our parts, I do lead guitar and he does rhythm. We um, decided to make a YouTube video of the cover of the song and we play with the song in the background. And then eventually my buddy got a green screen. We put the music video behind us. So we're like the only, only two people on YouTube with the music video behind us in our music video. And that's so, very cool. Yeah, and, and then it, it really made me a lot better guitar player to learn all the guitar parts for all these songs. And then now that those are knocked out, I mean, we're auditioning people all the time. We're trying to find, you know, the right drummer and singer. I started doing these lessons where I'm just starting with the easy guitar solos and breaking them down because I don't really realize that I have the knowledge that I have. Like, I don't, I don't think like, oh, I'm so great on guitar. But when I break it down and I'm like, oh, here's how to play this, you know, coming up with all the tips, and tricks to make the guitar solo sound like the album. There's there's a lot to it that I don't realize until I start taking notes, and then I'm you know cranking out these videos now. So um, I'm gonna do two tonight actually, a disturbed solo and a Papa Roach like melody thing. So and I love the car in the background. Whose car is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the car the car of my dreams. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of um, interesting because you have to make choices when you market yourself or, or put, put any kind of creative, you know, um, product out there. And some people are going to hate you for it and some people are going to love you for it, but you, know, you can't please everyone. And, and the more kind of creative choices you make, it's like, it defines you. So it's like, okay, I, I work out and I, I like pointy guitars. So those are two things that, you know, okay, if you don't like that right off the bat, you're going to say, oh, who's this guy? And then I add to it, you know, I like to have a Lamborghini in the background. And then, you know, we're doing heavy metal songs and, you know, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And, you know, from the little I've read on, on that kind of thing, you know, that's what you want. You want to find the, the customers or subscribers that like you, not just that are like, oh, he's okay. You know, that you want to, you want to find the right audience. So, Absolutely. And it's very tough to do because with social media these days, I mean, there's you know, billions of people out there. And so to find your niche, it's, it's really uh, one of those tough things to do. But I think once you find your tribe, they will stick with you and keep going through all of your different channels that you may move through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You find the people that because I, I do the same thing. I watch a lot of YouTube. There's a lot of different people that I like, whether they're music people or other types of videos. And um there's, you know, once they watch enough video, they come there for the content, but then if they like you, then they just want to hear you talk about anything. You know, there's a, there's a bodybuilder guy, Rick Tiana, and, um, you know, he's given all this advice on diet and bodybuilding and how to get huge. And, and then you, you watch enough videos and you just like the guy and then he puts a video about anything and you're like, Oh, I want to hear what he has to say about this issue or this subject. And, you know, you're kind of sold on the person. So start with exactly. good content and, and and then have, you know, stick to your, your personality and what you believe. And I'm a firm believer in what you just said. Content is king. It's like you really want to put things out there that people can, you know, sink their meat, sink their teeth into because otherwise you're just wasting their time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting their time and they're not getting anything from it. Um, quick question. Do you teach lessons in person as well as on, 
on your YouTube channel? Um, not not regularly. I have given a few lessons um, in my lifetime, but um, I don't have like a you know a business setup where I'm I'm teaching lessons. How can I promote your shows? With the the Florida Thunder shows, one of the other dancers, and he's kind of the he's the MC and he runs the group. Uh, he has multiple websites, so they have a website. Uh, it basically you need to have the right you know search engine optimization, and if you type in Tampa Stripper, you're going to come across the shows that we have, the male review show, because we're the only regularly recurring show that happens in Tampa for male reviews. There's other, you know, shows that pass through and happen once in a while, but this one's every week. So, you know, first you got to catch them in the net when they look up the right keywords. And then he's got, um, there's a website where you buy tickets in advance. Then there's a second site that he posts the pictures from the show so that they can go on that site and see the pictures of themselves on stage or in the crowd or with the group. So that's two sites, and then he's got, um, uh, I think, another site. Basically, you kind of got to branch out and use different words and names and, and kind of like funnel in the traffic. And then, you know, you once they come to the show, you got to really impress them so that, you know, they're getting their money's worth and they, they tell people and then they come to future shows. And then once once they're at the show, you know, you plug the name and you, you give out business cards and, um, you know, try to get them on a, a mailing list or something like that. Awesome. Um, what's your favorite social media platform? I use Facebook, old-fashioned, I guess. I, I'm not like a tweeter and a Instagrammer and Snapchatter, and there's so much. There's also um, the other one, uh, the live, you know, camera one. Oh, where the like um, world, blood, worldwide. Blood. Oh, it's, uh, it's like blub blog. <laughs> I can't figure it out right now. I've done a couple of them too, but that's actually owned by Twitter as well. Um, okay. But are there any kind of tools or systems that you use to schedule your life that you like to use? Uh, yeah, I have I have a planner, um, just um, like a, a notebook planner. You know, it shows the it shows the days. There's enough room to write everything out. I also keep you know uh, a magnet strip note on my fridge. So the combination of those, you know, just, just, I like to write it out. Usually once I write it out, I, it's kind of like I'm writing it in my memory, but it helps to write write it out. And same thing with my workouts. I, um, I write it out and I have it on my fridge so that I can look back and go, okay, last week on, on Thursday, I did, uh, hamstrings and shoulders. Like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do this week. Cause I can't remember like what workout I did a week ago, you know? So how many hours do you spend at the gym when you go for a workout? Um, about an hour to an hour and a half. Okay, that's that's reasonable. I know some people spend like three hours, you know, for a workout, and I think that's a little yeah. much because if you have other things to do, three hours is really a large chunk of time for your day, you know. Yeah, and there's a there's a point where you're kicking a dead horse. You know, you want to go in there and fatigue the muscles, stimulate your body, you know, get a good workout, and then get out and you know, refuel yourself. If you're in there for three hours, you know, usually those people are talking for two of the hours, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, yeah, a social thing more than working out. So, um, Logan, the cowboy, I would love to um, have you come back on the show at a later date if that's if that's cool with you and catch up with, you know, any new things that might be going on in the music world for you. Um, are you, you say you're in this band, are you guys going to, Go out there and play live sometime soon. Yeah, that's our goal. Um, we want. I want to be. I would like to be performing. You know, both the dance shows and the music shows um, on alternate days if I could, because I, you know, I like doing both. I don't want to stop doing the dancing, but I really want to have a performing band and play these songs uh, live. So, you know, once we get the right people, it's it's really tough in this area to find. 
a specific person that has a certain set of skills, that likes the same music, that has a stable life, and then wants to join your music project. And, and they're dedicated and, and follow through and reliable. And it's like the list is really long when you're just, you know, searching for strangers to, you know, fit the spot in your, like, this is basically going to be our company. So, um, we're, you know, we're auditioning people. We have a, a prospective singer. And, um, you know, I'd like to be out there in, you know, a couple, maybe four months um, performing shows uh, for well, that. Definitely let me know when, and you, when you do have a, a show and I'd love to help promote that as well. Awesome. Thank you very much. So, um, any, our time is almost up, so I just uh, want to say again, thank you so much for being here today. And it was oh, really fun talking with you. <laughs> and I look forward to, uh, I know I have somebody um, that is getting married coming up, uh, I think it's in three months from now, but I will make sure that she gets to your show because she will have a blast there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, com. they can go on there and uh, reserve tickets. Um, in advance, and you can have a, it's a it's a signed seating. You get a, a table spot at the stage, and then you can uh, for a little bit extra, you can get the girl up on stage in the routines during the show. So that's a, a good fun memory. And how if they want to stay in touch with you? You said you're on Facebook. Can you and uh, can you just tell us how, how listeners how they can uh, find you if they want to follow you and learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're interested in the Florida Thunder show on Saturdays in Tampa. You go to floridathunder.com. Uh, if you want to book me, uh, you can for a private party. You can book through Florida Thunder, or you can find me directly at uh, rockstarpartystrip.com. That's my like personal website for booking uh, bachelorette and birthday parties. And if you want to check out my um, guitar uh, channel, it's uh, on YouTube. It's uh, Perfect Flaw. It's just uh, no spaces, one word, like Perfect Flaw. And uh, you'll see uh, the dual guitar covers with uh, Lenny and Chris. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I really wish you much luck with your endeavors. And I hope to uh, catch you around the Tampa area soon. Awesome. Thank you. Come on out to another show. Sounds good. And to you listeners out there today, thank you so much for listening. And please remember to stop by my website at LittleDrummerGirl.com. That's L-I-L DrummerGirl.com. And please subscribe and review. I'm on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And remember, it's never too late to leave the trail blazing behind you. So rock on and rock out, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Namaste.